checking in. This is Antoine Hendricks here. This is Aaron O'Neill, and we're accompanied by Jamie Vaughn. Yes, and we're just speaking on behalf of Haven Ridge. Yeah, and um, uh, I'd like to start out with a verse. Uh, Haven Ridge folks have heard this one in the past. It's Proverbs uh, 24, 11. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Verse 12. If you say, Behold, we did not know this, does he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keep watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? So, um, as you guys know that uh, we try to semi-regularly go to the abortion clinic on Saturdays, uh, preach the gospel first and foremost, and um, hopefully as a secondary blessing that um, God would save children through that. So, um, Antoine, why don't you tell us what happened today <laughs> or yesterday? <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to process it in my head. Um, I was going to write it down, but I kind of got a little busy. Um, but um, we've been going to the abortion clinic for how long would you say? About Since now? last fall. Since last fall. And we've been trying to make it um, consistently almost every Saturday if we can. Um, hit and miss a couple Saturdays. But um, we, we've, connected, we've connected with a lot of people out there. Um, mostly from a lot of the, the Catholics and we got a couple Christian couples that are out there as well that we're able to um, have an account with and just just to um, create relationships to knowing that we're, we're not just out there to just just because we're fueled by looking at a documentary because I know a lot of people can watch street evangelism and watch very talented people and run out there head first into the fire and not really have those gifts and people might not really love the Lord enough to have those I mean the Lord can still cultivate a fruit through that um, but um, just you know our hearts have really been invested in um, this ministry um, pretty much been led by Aaron because he has a lot of experience in um, being at the abortion clinics and um, just we pretty much started up a group and we started going out there um, Recently, I had a phone call, so we thought it was necessary to speak out to the body and to other people who are listening when you're being faithful and sharing the gospel. And um, even people who we think that, I have to use air quotes, who are on your side, um, who affirm what you're doing, who affirm and standing for um, or standing against the murder of, of innocent lives. Um, they can also come against you because you're being faithful to preaching the gospel. Um, so I had a phone call earlier today. It was kind of unexpected uh, phone call. Um, it was out of the blue. Um, this person told me who their name was and was like, hey, this is who I am from this program. And uh, we ministered to some people who were out there supporting pro-life. And they, the, the person felt like our presence out there it was it was um, sorry we have to technical but um, good but we um they didn't say it as blunt as they don't want us out there they said it as um, that we needed to be in unity because we were on two different pages there's a couple people who are out there who are ministering to the women in a different way they're 
providing help as far as um, pointing them to other people that can help them. Hold on one second. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. For those who can't see, we have um, first time using our GoPros and oh, man. just wanting to take the first first photos. Uh, well, Antoine Smithson with that, um, something that we noticed once we started going out here to the Greenville Women's Clinic, uh, the abortion clinic, um, is that we're not the only people out there. There's there's Catholics and there's uh, Protestants out there alike. And um, both Protestants and Catholics go to this, this particular program and you have to pay for the six hour training or We'll have you on Saturday, and um, and we weren't opposed to it. We just um, we just never made an effort to to go to it, um, which we may now <laughs> just to see their side of things and kind of show them some some grace um, as far as hearing hearing what they have to say and maybe um, learning something from them, but. Uh, Something that's been expressed to us, at least out there on Saturdays, is that um, our approach is different from theirs, and that's kind of, that's kind of a light way to say it. Um, as as a group of believers, uh, I think we're unified, and uh, at least Haven Ridge is unified in the fact that we're out there to spread the gospel, and. Uh, we, we hope to save babies as, as well. And it's not us saving babies, let me be clear there. It's, it's God saving people's lives and, and uh, physically and spiritually. So another distinguishing fact is that um, from this other group is that they're taking numbers and they're kind of, uh, I'm sure if you ask them, hey, are you taking credit for this? They'd probably say no. But it, the vibe that we're getting from them is, hey, we've saved mm -hmm. this many babies so far. Um, which if uh, we've been out there a couple of times when people have turned away so if if they're using that as a metric for saving lives then how come we can't say that we <laughs> you know, we save these many babies you know yeah. obviously God gets all the glory and we want him to and you know, we take zero credit we're just trying to be faithful with what little we're capable of doing um, but as me and Antoine said earlier today, um, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So we're we're just trusting in, in the power of his word and the power of the gospel and the power of prayer that God will move out there and hopefully end abortion, but um, even more important than that, to, to save lives spiritually and uh, that we would see people saved. And, and that's, that's our number one priority. Whereas this other group, their priority is to build relationships, which is fine, um, to save babies, which is very important. But they just they say, but we don't want them. <laughs> we don't want you guys with your priority. They they wouldn't be this explicit. They wouldn't say, uh, with you guys spreading the gospel out there, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. conflicting with our priorities. So yeah, you, you have to be more sensitive to. I think as far as trying to mask, okay, you guys don't need to be really hitting them overhead with scripture or having a gospel-centered conversation yet, but you guys have to be sensitive because they're in a hard place in their life. So be sensitive to their sin. 
I think that's the the just like um just to get back to the the um, conversation about the phone call I received. Um, she was she wasn't real frank about um, just the openness of our message and the way we were sharing the gospel and our approach out there. Because I think, quite frankly, she was getting secondhand information as well. Um, another person pretty much relayed her how we were um, engaging in the people coming in and out of the abortion clinic. And it, it was obviously different from the way they were doing it. Um, even from our approach of when we were out there, the last couple of Saturdays, um, this one person just kept approaching me. It was like, hey, I joined this program. You know, it's, it's some good stuff in this program. And I, and I kindly, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it more. I never really just said, nah, our approach is better than yours. But <laughs> <laughs> even though in my head, I'm like, hey, yeah, we, we don't need training. You know, and, you know, God trains us through his word. But, but you know, I, I was still kind. I, I'm not somebody who's just like, hey, I, I, re, I, reject, I, re, I reject what you believe. Um, but I know a lot of people have stuff to teach me that I don't know. Um, but but I think when when... When I guess red flags come up when people say, "Well, you know, you can't really just talk about sin yet." And and my question to somebody, especially somebody who's a Christian, you know, you know, isn't the gospel incomplete without talking about sin? Isn't the gospel incomplete when we talk about God's judgment against sin? So automatically a red flag goes up in the mind, and I'm like, you you can't be loving to somebody unless you talk about these things. You know, and you know, and, and I lovingly com- confronted her with a lot of the, the things um, that what you know, because you know, even though I didn't say it, like she didn't approach us to understand, you know, our heart and our reason to being out there, you know, because I would have liked if she would have kind of approached me more on a personal level instead of what she heard about us, and like, hey, you know, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, tell me a little bit about your church, why are y'all out there, why do you care? to be speaking out for them born you know did you just watch a video and just go out there you know because because i think if that was the case and you know um i could understand the, the way she's feeling but i think she's looking at it like us against them she's looking at it like their way versus our way and she's looking at it like well i don't want people to think us being like y'all you know and it kind of it kind of hurt me a little bit because i was kind of first i was shocked and then the other part, I just felt like I was being attacked, you know, and I was praying the whole time I was talking to her because I wanted to kind of react, you know, because I think that's the first thing. Sometimes when you have a conversation with somebody, when it starts, get, when it starts getting uncomfortable, you kind of want to react and you feel an attack and you push into a corner. But I was praying because I wanted God to speak through me. I wanted her to understand our heart. I want to understand I loved even the people who are in the program. I didn't want to disrupt what she's doing, you know, because God can use them just like he can use us. But I want her to understand that, you know, you only have two minutes with somebody. You know, those two minutes or less, you know, what will you say in those two minutes? And who, or what are they going to think about you? I don't want people to think nothing about me. I want them to think all about the gospel that I'm speaking to them. And that's one thing I try to have her grasp is, you know, but I, I felt like she wasn't really paying attention, you know, because I was kind of pouring myself out into why we were out there. And she kind of ignored it. <laughs> and went and like changed the conversation so I was like her agenda was to hey you come on board with what we're doing let us teach you the way we're doing it because our the way we're doing it is the right way because we've seen lives saved we've seen babies saved 
versus maybe you can come at another time. You know, and, and that was just so shocking to me. Didn't you, uh, she she seems like she's a Catholic as well. Isn't that what you said? She, did, she, she didn't say she was Catholic. She said she doesn't, she wouldn't subscribe to the Catholic faith. The faith, she said that she is a Christian. I didn't, she says, she, took, she tried to point me into the direction of a priest who loves to talk about the Reformation. You know, and she and I told her I was like, you know, I told her what Catholics believe, and I was told her we can't find unity, even within the Catholic Church, because I was like not saying that all of them are not saved, because there could be God could be having a remnant in the Catholic Church. He could, I'm, I don't know, but they have a different gospel because they believe a man-centered gospel. They believe, they know everything what we know as Christians, as far as what Jesus came to do to die on our behalf, and His resurrection and. They believe about repentance. They believe in a lot of stuff, but they have a man-centered gospel because they don't understand as far as Jesus' finished work on the cross. When he said it is finished, I, I, I truly don't believe that there... I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but I just feel like you can't really live by faith if you're still trying to strive to be a good person. You know, and a lot of conversations, not just one or two Catholic people. I've talked to many Catholic people, and she felt like, hey, you can't just talk to one Catholic person. You know, that you, you can't be narrow-minded like that. And, uh, but she said she was a Christian, you know. Well, uh, hopefully one of us in our group can, can go to one of these trainings, uh, hopefully meet this lady. Um, um, I don't, I don't, we've never met her. Uh, as far as we know, she's know never. Of. She says she's she actually goes out there. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So she might have seen us yeah. before. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, there was one lady a few weeks ago um, that asked me, and there was another guy who's been hanging around the the Catholics, and uh, um, and we were having a conversation, just probably the same volume that me and you are, and they were behind us, and they were doing their Hail Mary chant or whatever. And uh, and they kept creeping in closer to, to me and this guy. And I'm trying to have a gospel conversation with this guy. And it just keeps getting louder and keeps getting louder. <laughs> and then eventually this lady comes up to us and is like, hey, can you have your, uh, can you have your uh, conversation somewhere else? Uh, we can't hear what the lady's saying. Because the way they do it is there would be one person reading a script, uh, Hail Mary, full of grace whatever you know after that and then everybody replies with the same thing and I'm like okay you've been saying the same thing every week that you're out here for at least an hour you should have it memorized you should have it memorized <laughs> <laughs> I mean I shouldn't be me and this guy talking should not be distracting me right now yeah. but um, so we may, we may have seen her before I don't know but um, I, yeah I, I'm willing to put myself out there and say hey I'll, I'll go but um we don't know this lady. Um, we don't know if we've even had a conversation with her, but we do want her to hear the gospel. And if we go to this training, um, I pray that she's exposed to the gospel there. I think it's like a six-hour training, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, they they said most of it's a video. So it's like, is it? so is it? It's, it's, like, it's, a, long, it's a long video. <laughs> but uh, that's just what I heard. I could be inaccurate about that, but. Um, we do have uh, it was either Talitha's friend or a relative that has been before 
and she said it, it's got some good content. So yeah. uh, I'm willing to be taught anything, you know. But um, our priorities are still our priorities. We're we're there to spread the gospel. <laughs> Pray that God saves people while we're out there. Yeah. And um, if they're asking us to stop sharing the gospel, we we can't we can't not, you know. Um, that's that's a no go. We want to be as loving to these people as we can, um, but we can't compromise on that. I do appreciate their desire for unity and, and surface level, you know. Mm -hmm. But what if if we're both truly Christians? What should be our unity? What should, what be, should be yeah? What should be our foundation? Yeah. And that's the Word of God, um, being obedient to Him as best we know how, mm -hmm. and. The standard is the word, and they've already admitted to us that they don't hold that as the standard. Mm -hmm. They believe that the church holds an equal standing with the word, and uh, I just have to ask them, you know, where, <laughs> who gave them that authority yeah. if they have it? You know, you got to get it from the word if they've truly been given that authority. Yeah. So whether they admit or deny that they're sola scriptura, you know, they uh, which. Or, uh, I think he's yeah, he's one of their leaders. You might as well get the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I go, I go somewhere. But um, one of their leaders out there, I don't know if he's a reverend or a priest or what have you, but he's definitely one of their leaders out there. And he's made it clear to us that they don't hold to uh, the Bible being the foundation of, of their beliefs. So. I've had many conversations with him, so I know exactly where he stands as far as grace, faith, um, just a lot of um, doctrines of the faith uh, so it's, it's not just a one time conversation so we've actually created a relationship with many of these people um, but um, just just one thing you, you spoke about as far as us not they, it kind of feels like they want us to not share the gospel and I feel like you know when I've watched many street preachers and, and people who have preached the gospel uh, you always see somebody who come out and say hey I'm a Christian you know, and I don't think Jesus wants you doing it this way, and you know that's not the right way. It's, that's not loving to do it that way. And and my thing is for somebody to show me how that's not loving when when we're preaching the word of Christ, we're preaching the word of life to somebody's dead soul. And one thing that I, I one thing that I said to her on the phone, that was my um, but one thing I said to her over the phone was, you know, have you ever had a gospel-centered conversation with somebody out there at the abortion clinic? And I was like, you know, have you ever confronted somebody with sin? And the and uh, what God deemed somebody to be um, pretty much under his condemnation, you know, because of when we sin. And she was like, yeah, I talked about the gospel, you know, and, you know, the good news ain't good news until you tell somebody the bad news. And I'm like... You know, so so I don't understand what's the problem then. You know, <laughs> I was just really confused because I couldn't really gather my thoughts in my head. I'm, I'm you know, even though um, I'm not as thoughtful as people like Jamie and Alan and Austin. You know, they're they're very thoughtful people. Even even Aaron. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of a last minute type of guy, but at the same time, I don't like to be put in the box right, last right. minute. <laughs> So I kind of like to think about something first, but I mean, but God has God given He has given me grace through communicating with her, this person, and um, but I, I think what I learned out of this is um, when you're being faithful to the Lord, 
no matter what context you're in, whether you're out at an abortion clinic, whether you're sharing the gospel at a college campus, I think sometimes we, we expect to see opposition from the enemy, to see from non-believers, but, you know, also to expect it from people who call themselves Christians, you know, expect it from people who call themselves people of the word or people who are just like us, and I think, you know, and, and, it's, and it's hurtful because you, you have a different, um, you have a different connection, especially if somebody says they're a believer, you're, you're more willing to accept, you know, to be open-minded to where they're saying, hey, you know, um, you know, I understand you, you know, you got some type of criticism about me. Let me hear what you got to say instead of just like, okay, I expect that of you, you're a non-believer. But I think, I think that's another reason why I felt hurt because, you know, it's almost like your brother or your sister is just saying, hey, you know, do it my way. Instead of us, you know, to find common ground with somebody, you have to show me why I'm wrong and, and you have to show me through the scriptures. And I will do the same thing with you, you know, and God, you know, God uses his word as that foundation. If you don't have that word, then you're just speaking, hey, this is not right because I say it's not right. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like it. Yeah, because I don't like it. You know, and I felt like it was just an agenda for me to either agree or conform to what they were doing or we just come at another time. And she also, oh, I didn't say she, I have to cut out, but but they also admitted that, um, that we we have a constitutional right to being out there, um, and they were supportive of us being out there, but they're not supportive of the message. So that goes to show you that God's message is um, offensive to both non-believers and people who are claiming as to be believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it kind of is a testimony of where they're at, at least currently. If they're a professed believer and they don't like hearing the gospel, well, what is that? You know, it, it could be one thing you say, oh, well, your tone is rough. Well, I'll, I can soften my tone, but I, I can't help but say sin is sin. Mm-hmm. You need to repent of that sin and you need to turn to Christ for salvation. There's there's no other way around it. You can be as gentle yeah. as, as you want to be, yeah. but... Um, if you tell somebody what they're doing is wrong, that's going to be offensive. Mm-hmm. And if you tell people, hey, you're going to hell, that's offensive. Oh, yeah. You can say that in the sweetest voice ever. It's still going to be perceived as um, rude or yeah. or inconsiderate or loud or um, when you could be whispering. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, obviously we don't leave them there. We, we try to give them the full gospel that, hey, you are dead in your sin. You are a rebel against the cosmic creator of this world. Um, I, I was trying to say cosmic king, you know, um, but uh, he, he's the king, you know. Of course. And if you do anything disobedient to the king, you're a traitor, you know. And so your your crime is that much more because of who you've offended. And uh, so that that must be our first step, because a lot of people that even. One of the gentlemen we we spoke with, he said, "Oh no, you know, there's everybody's good. Everybody's good people." Said, well, no, the Bible doesn't say that. It says mm-hmm. that we're all evil and we're all um, sinners yeah. in need of a savior. And that's why we need Christ. That's why we need grace. But you can't turn to Christ if you're not turning away from your sin. Mm-hmm. And even if you think you're a good person, say, "Okay, I'm trying to work. I'm going to work real hard. I'm going to go to the abortion clinic every Saturday." I'm going to drive all the way from who knows somewhere where. Or Anderson somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and to make a uh, try to earn more you know Goodness. righteousness you know <laughs> and it's like you, your hopes in the wrong place you got it all backwards man like, yeah. turn to Christ he's your righteousness now as a byproduct of that yeah. go and do good works yeah. you, you're made you know for good works um, but don't feel like you're trying to earn a seat in heaven because you can't. Wow. Um, your righteous seeds are filthy rags to God. And ultimately, people use that to boast because that's yeah. why in Ephesians, God says that we're created unto good works and we're saved by grace through faith so that no man may boast. So I think even those good works, they're good. And we may appear like, hey, I can tell my, my brother or my sister, hey, man, I go to abortion clinic or I feed the homeless. You know, yeah. In, in, in a, we might not mean bad by saying that, but we kind of put ourselves on a pedestal, and we're like, "Hey, I'm, I'm just a I'm a slave of Christ, and God yeah. has given me these two hours, and I'm gonna go down here, I'm gonna serve yeah. for Him because you know He has given me a gift of His gospel, so I'm gonna go out and take it." You know, and I think that's the the good news is what we want to share with people, whether it's not just at the abortion clinic, but even our homes in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, and where we come from is, as as Christians, you. Your style doesn't really change. Uh, we can go to a drag queen story hour, and the story yeah. is still the same. I think that's another you know? podcast. For you, guys. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it it makes it easier that you have the gospel as your main focus to glorify God first yeah. and foremost. But that we're trying to be obedient with presenting people to the gospel, um, and no matter where you go, it's the same. Of yeah. I'm, I can't say this for sure because I haven't been to their training, but my thoughts are is that they may give you a lot of good knowledge about abortion, mm -hmm. maybe some really neat facts, um, and they might keep it geared towards that, where if you're focused on the gospel, it's applied everywhere. You can yeah. apply that to abortion, you can apply that to your, your workplace, um, I think it... Jamie, you might be able to help me with this. Um, Abraham Kuyper, quote, um, there's not one square inch to where the risen Christ doesn't say mine, you know? So uh, I might be butchering that up, but uh, I, heard it from, I heard it from John Piper, so look it up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's basically saying, you know, Christ is ruler over every square inch of this world. You know, there's, there's he's... Christ over our workplace, and I just heard from a guy today at work, and I, I love him to death, but he, he said, Aaron, I can talk about this with you, because, you know, we're both Christian, but <laughs> our policy and procedures at work, they, they prevent me, you know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I get I get wanting to, like, stay there long term, and, you know, trying to build relationships, and, you know, get to the gospel. But if you're letting the policies and procedures of this place get in the way of you sharing the gospel, which law are you obeying? Yeah, does that trump God's law? Yeah, yeah. Who who do we listen to, yeah. you know? And, and I think there's wisdom in situations like that as well. Because yeah. some people might just be like, hey, if I get fired, I'm doing it for the Lord. And they go to yeah. the next job, get fired. And, yeah. you know, I think there's... There's, <laughs> there's wisdom in that. Yeah. And you're exactly right. You yeah. can... Some people, and I hope I'm not one of these people, but some people... Uh, with certain personality traits, they are really aggressive, you know, being, and they are just flat out jerks. So some people are just jerks <laughs> yes. naturally, 
Yeah. And so they use the gospel as an excuse to be a jerk. Or to try to hit people over the head with the gospel. Yeah. And yeah. and so they're like, oh, well, I was fired for the gospel. It's like, no, you're probably fired for being a jerk. But you need to, you need to, if, if that's your personality trait, you need to work extra hard to say, hey, I genuinely love you, love you and I care for you. And I'm, you know, maybe soften your voice a little bit. Maybe get yeah. a little quiet. <laughs> maybe give them a hug. <laughs> give them a hug. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we need to make every effort to be, you know, uh, cunning is it wise as serpents and gentle as doves, innocent as doves. So we need to make every effort to do that. But um, at the same time, my my obedience is not to my company's policies and procedures. Um, that's kind of gross me just saying that right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, my my standard is the policy yeah. and procedures. So, but but even you speaking about um, as far as we take this same message to like a transgender library event, you know, and we get the same type of um, backlash from it. So I think that's a reminder that we do not change the gospel just because the situation becomes hostile. We stay faithful and, and, and firm on, on the foundation who is Christ, you know, and, and knowing that he is there with us and we just be faithful. Cause I think, I think, cause me, you know, some people might look at me like, you know, he got a lot of tattoos so he can be, you know, really bold <laughs> and defensive, but I, I don't like conflict. I like, you know, I think God is really, allowing me to be a lot more humble and I really because when I talk and I have a gospel conversation with somebody I really feel like I kind of get into their life and they get in mind and we kind of create a relationship and I want and I, and I sometimes I even want to cry over these people because I know where they're going people who are not saved you know and I think um, you know even though I create this relationship with somebody and I love that person and, even, and it could even be somebody in my own family I do not change the message of the gospel you know, I, I stay faithful because it's God's gospel. It's not mine. I don't add or I don't take away. Just because the situation may become a little bit um, problemsome, talking about sin and hell and judgment. But, you know, but ultimately, I tell people, even people want to run away when I start talking about sin and hell. I'm like, hey, wait, just just give me two minutes, <laughs> you know, because I haven't finished. There's, there's a good part, you know, yeah. there, there's, there's the good news. And I think that's a reminder for you. Who are a Christian, you who are faithful, maybe some people who are scared to even share the gospel because they don't like confrontation, and me either, you know. But coming from my point of view, you know, when you stay faithful to the Lord and knowing that it's God's gospel, you can't mess it up, you can't add to it or take away. And also, we have to be reminded of the warnings in Scripture when we take away the gospel and try to make it just a love gospel because I think that's what people are some of the people are doing at the abortion clinic, they don't want to be confrontational with sin and hell where they say just yet but you know you can't have half of God's gospel um, and I think that's a reminder when we water down the gospel we have many churches who, who do enough of that um, and Jesus himself preached about hell more than he did about heaven if you know we're supposed to model what Jesus Christ has done because he is the ultimate evangelist and preacher so you know, stay faithful to that. Amen. Yeah, and we we both watched uh, a lot of Ray Comfort. Oh yeah. And uh, he has a program called Way of the Master, and so that's that's even just that title just forces me to look. You know, uh, how did Jesus do it? Mm -hmm. You know, we couldn't hear his tone. We can just take what his words were, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and, and we just got to be faithful with being. Um, clear as best we can 
and trust we spoke earlier today about you know even if someone's interrupting you or someone's trying to run away um, we have to trust God in that you know we're we're just trying to present them the gospel and the Lord's going to save that person if he's going to save that person there's there's no escape they can run from us temporarily but um, God's going to get them you know yeah. so we just have to trust God and, and that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation so we trust him with all the fruit um, and he's he's the one empowering us to be able to to speak the gospel in any form of clarity um, we did we're totally dependent on him through the whole stage you know when when I get for me the hardest step is the first step I get really nervous at the beginning um, even people at work especially that I haven't spoken with yet um, I get really nervous and I start overthinking it and I, I get sweaty hands and yeah and I'm just like oh Lord you gotta help me with this <laughs> like I know I gotta do this and now I beat myself up for three weeks because I haven't you know I knew I should have should have you know back then but yeah. um, so we just gotta trust trust God with, with the whole Counsel. bit yeah. you know um, from getting me to start sharing the gospel to trying to do it as clear as I can and ultimately with the product you know God's either gonna save this person or he's going to harden, and so we just pray that uh, pray grace for everyone and, and leave it up to God. Um, you know, scenes. Yeah, I was really uh, encouraged by uh, Andrew uh, last week that he was actually able to get somebody to talk with him. Oh yeah, he walked across the street. Yeah, yeah, and um, so that that was really encouraging. Um, so we'll, I guess we'll give a report. What happens uh, Saturday? We were a little nervous um, earlier, or I, at least I was earlier in the week. We got news of Greenville City, you know, mm -hmm. wanting to shut down and and give people fines. So I reached out to Alan and Austin like immediately. I was like, <laughs> "What do I do?" <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, so I mean, just a note on that. So, you know, we, we can't predict the future, but say mm -hmm. if um, these laws are passed, how can you know you be firm and you know not you know, obviously, if laws are passed where we cannot go out there in groups and we may be ticketed or even maybe put in jail, who knows? You know, how, how do you approach that from, you know, family point of view and job point of view and maybe, you know, just as far as what goes on in your head about, you know, that situation? Um, the hard truth comes first um, for me that um, it, my love for Christ needs to be as if I hate my family. And that's that's hard. Um, I, I know that God's going to provide for them. If the police take me away, um, He's going to provide for for him just the same as if I was there. Um, it, my my location doesn't matter to the Lord. Uh, uh, my wife, who I believe is a child of God, uh, she is more precious than many sparrows, you know. And the Lord provides for all the sparrows. So. Um, so I have to trust that um, there may come a day that you know it's directly illegal to do what we're doing it is in a lot of countries already you know it's just we have a huge blessing here in America but um, I have to be faithful to God first it's, um, I want my family to be safe I want the best for, for everyone but uh, it, it's I, this is going to sound weird. It's not because I 
want to share the gospel. I absolutely do want to share the gospel, but I have to, you know. Um, if if I don't, there's some uh, verse reference I'm I'm forgetting right now. Is his bones will burn, you know. Um, so it it's not it's not a if but it's a when um, on sharing the gospel. You know, I, I have to do it. Um, and I absolutely want to. I want to be clear about that. I want to see people saved. And I haven't seen, uh, at least to my knowledge, anyone saved because of anything that I've shared with people. Um, Benjamin had a huge blessing with you, you know, that he got to see fruit from that. Um, but I'm just praying, Lord, help me to see people in heaven, you know. Yeah. Uh, not for my credit, you know, um, for God's glory. Uh, yeah. But it would be cool it would be really cool to see that I think another thing comes to mind is what what I was mentioning um, the other day when um, I I feel like the world is is putting a lot of these health restrictions and you know you can't come out or you even even when you go to Walmart if you're not six feet behind the tape somebody's looking at you like six feet (laughs) you know oh wait we got you know six (laughs) and and i'm like you know but but i can see like in in the long run you know when we're persecuted for christ the world is going to look at it as like hey you know pretty much you're the scum or Mm -hmm. you're weird because you're not doing what i'm doing and what we're doing may look foolish to the world but like i told aaron it's just us being faithful um and that's just a reminder that that just because the world is changing just because everything is, is moving into uh, just chaos and, and the world is in turmoil right now, you know, God is still at work. He's still sovereign. He's mm-hmm. still in control. And I think it's a reminder that God doesn't change and his word doesn't change. And we as people of God, we shouldn't change the way we evangelize, the way, you know, maybe our gathering will look different, but we're still in constant fellowship. We're still mm-hmm. renewing our mind in the word. And we're just trying to be faithful. As best as we can, I think you know it's it's in times like this we have to exercise wisdom. We have to be in prayer. I'm not saying we just go out and try to be the first church martyrs of <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, like I feel like this is an exciting time because yeah. it's a lot going on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and just you know that's why we had to come and try to share on our podcast because just felt like, especially on my heart, I just felt like it's it's, it's a lot going on, and I just. I want us to constantly put it before people because especially church not being able to gather and maybe our, our Wednesday or Thursday um, um, fellowship MC gathering. Well, this is a good way we can put it before, you know, our church and other people who are maybe in a church and who are staying in the house and are not really getting fed. People are not having other men or women pour out into them spiritual things so I think this is good to make a video and podcast and, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you just organizing that podcast and that's I had a lot of help um, and uh, just so everyone knows there's three people here now so the police could come in at any moment and disperse us so. <laughs> yeah. yeah Jamie's behind the scenes he's, he's the humble one uh, yeah audio visual <laughs> uh, guy but uh, yeah so it, I mean, I'm stealing this from R.C. Sproul, but there's not one maverick molecule in the universe, and COVID-19 is a molecule, you know? Or I might be getting that wrong. It might be something else. I'm not a scientist. But uh, but God's still in control. Yeah. You know, that's not an excuse to be foolish and to stick your hands in radioactive waste, you know? 
But um, and it's something I want to make clear is that us going to the abortion clinic on Saturday is by no means a protest to um, whether or not we should gather on Sunday. I'm very thankful that we have two godly men uh, leading our church through prayer and through wisdom, um, that they made a decision together and uh, prayerfully to uh, temporarily not gather physically. Mm-hmm. And I don't want any any confusion as far as, oh, well, uh, they might be saying that, you know, what Alan Austin decided was terrible. No, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, the opposite is true. I, I believe that God has given uh, local authority to uh, our elders and, and you know, the like. And what I don't appreciate is whenever the government tries to say, hey, you can't mm-hmm. gather. Uh, that's that's what grinds my gears. <laughs> but, but, but the abortion <laughs> clinic is open and running. Yep, yep. The it's churches a, are down. Essential. Essential. You know? <laughs> and that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just a, a footnote on you know, as far as just having a great leadership. You know, I, I'm very blessed for the church body that we have because you know I, I would just make a comment on the men that are a part of this church. They're just very God fearing men and, and mm-hmm. leaders who pour out themselves into your life. You know, and, and I felt like something from my own personal point of view, never had a man to show me what a man yeah. was to be like or to kind of point me through the scriptures of what biblical manhood is until I became part of this body and I and I just want to um, just give a, a big thanks to Alan and, and Austin for their leadership and just other men like the deacons and um, time pretty much fade away if I was to talk about all the, the, the greatness that, that God has really um, blessed me with through this church body um, but I had to mention that because I yeah. You know, I was thinking about Alan Austin. Sometimes, you know, you know, some time goes away, but I, you know, I'm just very, very, very thankful for for those guys. Yeah, same here. Uh, we're at 42 minutes, so uh, let's let's wrap it up, I guess. Yeah. Um, we love each and every one of you who, who's ever listening. Uh, if you happen to be an unbeliever listening to this, I, I pray that uh, God uh, opens your heart and opens your eyes. Gives you a, a new heart uh, with new desires that you would turn from your sin and and turn to Jesus Christ for salvation. He's your only hope. Um, so I, I steal this from Ray Comfort that you know the analogy that uh, salvation is like a parachute. Um, we're all jumping out of the plane eventually, and the only ones that are going to be saved are the ones clinging to the parachute. So cling to Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, put your Full trust in Him, not any in your own works or deeds. Um, it, like we said before, your your righteousness is as filthy rags to God, because He is so good and so holy. Um, so don't run from the one who who can save you. Um, he uh, the, the gospel is 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 for His glory. Um, he will pour out His wrath against sin. And we don't want his wrath to be poured out on you. We want his his grace to be lavished upon you. So we just ask that you uh, repent and put your trust in Christ. So, Antoine, do you want to pray us out, or did you, were you trying to? Yeah, I was, I was thinking of a verse, but I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and pray us out. I think I remember it. Okay. <laughs> if not, I'll butcher it. <laughs> but we we thank you, Lord, for.
just being able to gather in this um, time of, of darkness, Lord, um, to pray. And we just remember your words, Lord, to, to just be faithful in the fire, Lord, um, to be faithful in knowing that you are sovereign over everything. You know the hair is on our head, Lord. We pray that we can just be faithful um, when the, the world is just very chaotic at this time and just confused, Lord. We pray that our stability, our foundation will be upon the rock, um, the solid rock who is Jesus Christ, Lord, our foundation. Um, I just, I, I pray that anybody who's listening or, or watching this, Lord, that they can um, have assurance in your word not to clean themselves up, feel like they can try to be good, but to remember your word. Um, um, for you made him who knew no sin to be sin, so that in him we might be, um, become the righteous. You might have, um, I know I was going to butcher it, so that in him, um, I don't know. The righteousness of God? Yeah, I, I forgot. <laughs> God, may God made him who, who knew no sin to be sin so that in him we might um, be righteous um, and it's apart from ourselves um, that's just a paraphrase but we, we thank you Lord for um, just your perfect sacrifice Lord knowing that even our some of our best efforts are still not good enough Lord and, um, I just pray that, that you will use us empty vessels um, to magnify yourself your glory your name I pray for this church and all of the churches that we stay faithful, that we be salt and light in the midst of a dark world and and not um, just just stay in our homes and just stay away from people for you have commanded us to love you and to love our neighbor. Um, I pray that we can be wise as serpents and innocent as, as doves. And I just pray that we can love you more and more each and every day, Jesus Christ, and to grow in our wisdom and understanding of who you are in the gospel and um, just that you continue to sanctify us in your word. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I knew I was going to butcher that. In honor of uh, Jake Elliott, Aiden Ridge out. out. <laughs>